0: We should notice that there are just too many moving parts and unknowns to be able to control our own lives, no matter how smart a person thinks they are. It is just impossible to believe that a person can control all of the different variations that exist around each of us at every moment. Hello and welcome to another message from the Latter Rain Ministries, where we're dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and his truth with the world. Today, we'll be talking about what determines our circumstances. The way that we can experience this life and eternity is through circumstances. And like we all know, there can be good circumstances and not so good circumstances, depending on our perspective. And so, can we exercise any control over our circumstances? And the answer is yes and no. It all depends on what kinds of circumstances are involved. The truth is that we as humans have very little control over our circumstances but there are circumstances we can definitely affect that matter the most. Today's message is inspired on the book of Acts, chapter 28, verses one to 10. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, Mighty Lord, creator of heaven and earth, the one that was, that is, and is to come. Blessing and honor and glory be to you, O Lord, Heavenly Father, now and always and forever and ever. Lord God, there's no one like you. No one can do the things that you do, Lord God. And no one has done the things that you have done for us. Thank you for your love, for your mercy, for your grace, for your kindness, for your goodness, Lord God. Heavenly Father, Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, O Lord, Heavenly Father, that you may always remember us in your mercy and in your grace, O Lord, that your forgiveness may always be there through your Son, Jesus Christ. I pray, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, O Lord, that you may help us to be sensitive to your word. Help us, O Lord, to be able to be attentive to what you want us to take in. Heavenly Father, help us, O Lord, To make your word a part of our lives to you be all the honor and the glory and the praise o lord in jesus name amen we'll be reading today from the book of acts chapter 28 verses 1 to 10. this is the word of the lord now when they had escaped they then found out that the island was called malta and the natives showed us unusual kindness for they kindled the fire and made us all welcome because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. So when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he has escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow to live. But he shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. However, they were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But after they had looked for a long time and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. In that region there was an estate of the leading citizen of the island, whose name was Publius, who received us and entertained us courteously for three days. And it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and dysentery. Paul went in to him and prayed, and he laid his hands on him and healed him. So when this was done, the rest of those in the island who had diseases also came and were healed. They also honored us in many ways, and when he departed, they provided such things as were necessary. What does determine our circumstances or the things that happen to us? If I do God's will, does that mean that everything in my life will go well? And that I will have a life of peace and prosperity and good health here on earth? What if I don't do God's will and sin against God? Does that mean that everything will go wrong and have a life of hardship and turmoil? Many people associate their present well-being to doing good. That if things in their lives are more or less okay in their eyes, then that means that they have God's favor and vice versa. Many people think that when you do wrong things, that bad things will happen to you. I have to say that the Word of God gives us different examples for different circumstances, and they all vary. Not everyone that does God's will may see rewards here and now, just like people that sin against God may not see bad things happen to them here and now either, or at least right away. And so, we have to wonder, what does determine our circumstances then? One thing we need to understand first is that control in this world is an illusion. We have no true control over our circumstances, no matter how much people would like to believe so. Does that mean that we are all just floating in space, if you will, at the mercy of chance and ambiguity? No, as followers of Jesus Christ, we cannot assume that because the Bible teaches us differently. However, we may not have control per se over our circumstances, but we decide to do can be a factor in what happens in our lives. In other words, we do not have absolute control over our lives while here on earth, but we can influence up to a certain point some outcomes. And so we should not really think about all of these recipes for success that many people have written books about, selling you their ideas and how to be successful and that you have the power to control your circumstances. I heard this saying once, that if you wanna make God laugh, tell him about your plans. And so if everyone was truthful, they would tell you that not everything turned out exactly the way they thought or planned, even those people that consider themselves highly successful and accomplished. If we look at reality, at somewhat intelligent beings, we should notice that there are just too many moving parts and unknowns to be able to control our own lives, no matter how smart a person thinks they are. It is just impossible to believe that a person can control all of the different variations that exist around each of us at every moment. As Americans, we commemorate the 20th anniversary of one of our most devastating events our country has ever lived, in 9-11. That event alone is just one out of so many events that teach us that there are just too many unknowns, too many things happening in the background to either have the power to control and or exercise influence. How many people woke up that morning to do work, thinking that it was just going to be like another day, like others in the past? And at one moment, they were probably talking to someone on the phone or doing some work or chatting with people around them or sipping their morning coffee or whatever they were doing. And at the next moment, not just one, but rather two commercial jetliners were intentionally flown into very unsuspecting buildings in the middle of one of the largest cities in the world. And as we all know, there were two others, one that was flown into the Pentagon, the seat of the US military headquarters, and another crashed into the ground thanks to the successful interference of people in that plane. That is just one instance in history that as a nation, we were taught that the unexpected can happen and that the unexpected can happen to anyone, anywhere, at any given moment. Want to see another one? How about COVID? Did any of us really see this coming? Do we even know exactly how to deal with it still? And the truthful answer given by the experts is still, no, not really, not exactly. Dealing with COVID and its variants is not an exact science yet. And quite frankly, how can we even think that it can be an exact science when we still can't even cure the common cold? Think about what has happened so far. This pandemic has affected all kinds of people all over the world. Millions upon millions of people have been infected and impacted by its effects in one way or another. Ever since we started tracking the impacts of COVID last year in the United States, there have been more than 221 million people infected in the world, and we are nearing 4.6 million fatalities. It has affected all kinds of people in industry everywhere. You can be poor, you can be rich, you can be the most powerful person in the world. It really does not make any exceptions. Many people have lost loved ones. Many people's livelihoods have been completely destroyed. Many people have lost successful businesses. Others have actually gotten richer than ever before imagined. I'm sure that the conspiracy theorists have been having a field day for some time, guessing who is behind what and why. Some people don't even care who is to blame anymore. All they care about is for this thing to be done with very soon. And there are so many other things we can point to that show us that human control Is really an illusion and that seemingly bad things happen to people that try to do good things and that seemingly good things happen to people who don't even care about God nor about sin in today's passage we were reading about Paul and about his experiences in the island of Malta was a shipwreck Paul's fault if we read a little before we would see that Paul actually warned those in charge that pressing forward with the voyage would be a bad idea and that all the material things would be lost Yet, despite his warnings, Paul still suffered through other people's bad decisions. That seems unfair, right? Well, unfair or not, it does happen and it will continue happening and there's really nothing we can do about it as far as changing physical circumstances. Some believers have looked at Paul's life and think that Paul's life is a collection of errors and bad decisions because he did not lead a victorious life. Many venture to say that he did not do God's will. And that's why he went through certain things and ultimately dying prematurely because Paul was killed for his faith in Christ. The truth is that we really have no control over what exactly will happen to us here and now. God is the one that knows everything and he knows how and why everything happens. Does that mean that we should just throw our hands up in the air and give up? Absolutely not. I can tell you this, that if you do apply God's principles those that are written in his word in your life, that you will avoid many consequences that carry natural penalties within themselves. This is what many people do not understand, and that is that sin carries both spiritual and physical consequences. Chances are, if you practice sin, you will not only affect your own spiritual standing before the Lord, but you may also experience a lot of problems in your life here and now. Galatians chapter 5 says this, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, which I told you beforehand, just as I told you in the past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. When we practice sin, We can affect our lives negatively, not just for eternity, but also in the here and now. Some people might say, I do what I want, and I even lead a lifestyle of sin, and everything seems fine. And that may be the case. There may be people that are unaffected physically here and now when practicing sin. I can tell you, though, that through the scriptures, that this should be something of great concern. There may be two things that are happening. One is that God may be exercising a greater amount of mercy by giving an opportunity to turn away before certain destruction comes about. The Bible does say in Psalm 145 that the Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and great in mercy. The Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works. However. Just because it says that the Lord is gracious and compassionate and merciful does not make it right to take advantage of his goodness. But also the passage does say that he is slow to anger. That means that his anger may come, that it does not matter what people do. Slow to anger implies that there is a threshold, a breaking point, a limit, and that this limit can be surpassed if a person or a group of people continue pushing those limits. Common sense would dictate to quit while you are ahead. The second thing that this apparent lack of divine indignation, if you will, may mean if no apparent punishment or discipline happens for a long time, is that chances are that God may not be interested in that person. But wait, doesn't God love everyone? Of course he does. But there are some people that just have no attraction for the Lord, out of their own free will. And God knows that. And because God sees that, he may just leave them on their own to continue down that path so they think everything is all right, so they continue following their own dissolution. This is probably the scariest thing that could ever happen to a person. Hebrews chapter 12 says this, if you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? If you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. And so if a person has no real issues in life and they are doing whatever they want without any regard for God and for what is pleasing to him, then that may mean that God simply does not care about that person or group of people. This apparent peace, despite maintaining a sinful lifestyle, may mean that God is just allowing them to continue down a path of eternal separation away from Him without any interruptions, without any interference. So despite the popular belief that a life of tranquility and apparent peace means that you have God's favor, may be deeply mistaken. Just because everything seems okay does not mean that you are doing everything right. It can mean actually quite the contrary. This is one of the main reasons why we cannot go by what we think, by our own opinions. The Bible warns us of the following in Isaiah chapter 55, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. We simply just do not think the same as God thinks because of our sinful and corrupt nature. And the other reason why it is truly difficult for us to think the way God thinks is because we do not have God's viewpoint. His perspective is very different to ours. God not only sees and knows everything, but he knows the entire spectrum where everything will end up over the course of time, from beginning to end. Now on the flip side, what if things may not seem to go well or smoothly when doing God's will? Why would that happen? One of the things we need to consider or keep in mind is that this world is a fallen and corrupt world ruled by the prince of this world, by Satan. So when you choose to follow Christ, you are choosing to fight against the current of this world. The Bible teaches us in Ephesians chapter six, the following regarding this, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness, in the heavenly places. This is our war. This is what we are up against when following Christ. The devil is not happy when you try to follow the Lord. He will try to make life difficult for you, especially when you are trying to do the Lord's will. It can be a struggle. And so, don't be surprised if you find yourself involved with some challenges that seem unrelated to sinful consequences when you are in fact trying to do the Lord's will. And of course, If you do commit sinful acts, even though you may not be leading a lifestyle of sin, you may face natural consequences involved with those sins. It is very possible to find yourself in predicaments you may have caused for yourself because of wrong choices, because of giving in to the lust of your flesh. I have many times heard Christians say that they're going through trials and tribulations when in fact they're going through hardship because they did do things that were wrong. You should never confuse trials and tribulations with natural consequences and or godly discipline, just like we saw before, because the Lord does chasten or discipline those that he loves. God wants for you to avoid doing evil, so he may very well allow for certain things to happen as a result of wrongful actions so that you turn away from those sinful acts. If we look at this as a whole, things may seem to go wrong for you when even though you are doing things right before the Lord. Things may seem to go well for those that do wrong. Our circumstances may vary greatly from what we think should be happening. So this is just a lesson in what we really don't have any control over our circumstances. So I hope you're asking yourself this question. What do we have control over then, if any? There are two things you do have all kinds of control over. The first is how you react to circumstances, whether they are seemingly good things or not so good things. You have complete control over your reactions thanks to the power of the Holy Spirit and the wisdom contained in the Word of God. That is why it is so critical not only to begin a relationship with Christ, but also to maintain and continue cultivating a daily communion with the Lord through prayer and reading and meditating on His Word. This is the only way you can truly have the power and the knowledge you need to react correctly to all situations and all circumstances. Matthew 26 says this, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. The other thing you do have control over that is related to what we just mentioned is your stand before God through Jesus Christ when standing judgment. We, of course, are justified and forgiven from our sins through the blood of Christ in and on our lives. But also, if we build correctly in our lives by allowing the Holy Spirit to work in our lives through the Word of God, we are able to not only make it into God's eternal kingdom, but also we're able to reap heavenly and eternal rewards that are unimaginable. The Bible teaches us that it is important to be found pleasing before the Lord through our actions. Second Corinthians chapter five says, therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. So the Bible is clear in that we will give an account for our actions even after being saved by the Lord. And this happens by abiding in Christ, by doing those things that bring the Lord honor and glory, by being obedient to him through any circumstance we may face and or endure. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 says the following, Now if anyone builds on this foundation, which is Christ, with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. And so if we understand this, then we should understand that we should only build in our lives with what the Bible teaches us. Anything else that does not belong to the Lord will be consumed by the fire of trial and tribulation. That's why this whole thing that all you need to do is believe in Christ to be saved is not entirely accurate. We need to repent and convert from all of our sins, and we need to make Jesus the effective and literal Lord of our lives. He cannot just be our savior. We cannot seek him to just get a service from him, but rather we must live to serve him, to follow him. Ultimately, we need to abide faithfully in the Lord until the end. And learning to love him, is the only way you can gain and have everything you need to control your circumstances in eternity. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 says, And we know that all things, not just some things, but all things, work together for good to those who love God. Underline that word, love, those who love God to those who are the called according to his purpose. That is why it is critical to continually remind ourselves of those things that Jesus Christ underlined himself as he taught so faithfully to ensure that we understand what is important to do to be able to gain eternal life and eternal reward. For it is written, Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second like it is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. This is the best way we have through the Holy Spirit to be able to determine our circumstances before the Lord For when the time comes, for when we stand before the eternal and holy throne of God Almighty, I urge you to abide in Christ by loving Him and doing as He commands. We may not be able to control our circumstances completely here and now, no matter how much we try to be faithful to the Lord, but one thing is certain, and that is, that if we do what he says, if we keep his commandments, we'll be blessed in the future. When we stand before the Lord to give an account for any and all things we did while being in the flesh. For it is written, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. And Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. If you love the Lord and look to do his will and not yours, no matter what may happen here and now, you will be able to determine those circumstances that matter most, the Eternal Ones you do want to have god and dwell your life through the holy spirit you do want his guidance through the word and the holy spirit because that is how you make count everything you do here and now towards the eternal future towards the time that you will give an account in a not so distant time from now you never know exactly when your time is up so it is definitely a good idea to be ready always so that god finds you living out his purposes in your life for it is also written moreover it is required in stewards that one be found faithful and it also says do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be also and finally but without faith It is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We may not see rewards here and now, nor we may be able to determine our circumstances as good as we may want them here and now, but through faith in Christ we should believe that we will be rewarded in eternity if we seek him, if we seek the Lord and his will diligently. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you that we can trust in you. Thank you, O Lord, that you teach us, O Lord, what we should be doing. Heavenly Father, help us to concentrate on those circumstances that we can control through you, through your help, through your Holy Spirit, through the guidance of your word. Because, Heavenly Father, we cannot do anything on our own. But, Lord, what does belong to us is the decision is the power to choose, to follow you, to lay our lives before you, to, Lord God, be able to do those things that please you. Heavenly Father, help us to be mindful that what we do here does count towards eternity, that you are watching, that you are, Lord God, seeing everything that we do, whether good or evil, Lord God. Help us, O Lord, Heavenly Father, not to think about the circumstances we can't control, but help us to think about those things that we can do something about, starting, O Lord, with our salvation. Heavenly Father, O Lord God, help us to be able to take care of our salvation. Help us not to take it for granted, but rather help us to live out this opportunity that you've given us by looking for your will, by doing those things that please you, by doing those things that produce life. Heavenly Father, help us, O Lord, to be conscious of everything that we do, and why we do them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please join us again next time as we look into God's Word together. And if you have any questions or just need some prayer, please email us through our website. If you want to listen to other messages, you can go to our website or look for our podcast in the Apple iTunes Store under The Latter Rain Ministries to subscribe. The Letter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and his truth with the world. The Lord is near. May God bless you.